0: Hey Ben, have you heard the good news?
1: The cats on your pajamas are like slightly frightening to me.
0: What? Why? They're adorable.
1: Yeah, there's just one. I don't like the look he's got. He looks mischievous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben, the good news is that crows are so smart that they can even make you feel deep remorse for your actions.
1: (laughs) Good. It's good news with Ben and Sarah. Good
0: news every night and day if you got good
1: news it to us now here's good news for everyone i want to feel some of that good good crow guilt
0: <laughs> hello and welcome to another episode of good news with ben and sarah i'm sarah
1: okay. i'm eating a cup of cereal he is i'm ben
0: he's he's justin mcelroying it right now
1: a cup of cereal uh-huh it's the most decadent way to eat cereal it
0: really is but it's kind of like an actual serving because the serving size of cereal is ridiculously small. Probably. Anyway, this isn't a cereal podcast. This is a podcast where oh,
1: I... Oh man, I haven't had like real milk in a long time.
0: You had it in the mac and cheese I made on
1: Saturday. That is <laughs> that is cooked off milk in a baked good. Yeah, it is. I'm saying I haven't like just drank milk.
0: Oh, okay. I gotcha. Like
1: real milk.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you haven't. Okay. Anyway, this isn't a milk or cereal podcast. This is a podcast where... You could argue
1: that this is a food podcast.
0: Sometimes it is, yeah. I go through uh, stories from the uh, previous... Few weeks, we just got back from summer vacation. I apologize, um, and I throw out all back. the garbage news that you're gonna hear, but you don't want to hear. And I find the good stuff that you should hear because it's gonna make you happier. Because it's all nice news and it's real news, and you should know about it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's nice doesn't mean it isn't important. And we're going to start off with headliners, as always. This is where I find the big-ticket news items from around the world, the things you really should know about because they're very important. And so I tend to report a lot about how larger institutions are acting as leaders in the world of reducing pollution and wastefulness. And while we were on hiatus, uh, there was a push to ban ban single-use straws that picked up heat it was urged on by pictures of a sea turtle with a straw jammed up its nose, and this awareness campaign was enormously successful with how much uh, media attention it got. However, in its fervor, it failed to consider or address the needs of people with certain disabilities that require plastic straws. Yeah. Um, and I think that this could act as an important learning opportunity for those like uh, for those who are uh, fortunate enough to throw single-use plastics out of their lives to consider what may be an unnecessary convenience item for you could be life-changing for someone else. And um, if we are to instigate nationwide change, we need to very carefully inspect every aspect of what and who that would affect. So... With all of that being said, I do have two stories involving single-use plastics that, by volume, have a much bigger impact on ocean litter than single-use straws. Uh, first, a major U.S. grocery chain has announced that they are going to discontinue single-use plastic bags entirely by 2025.
1: Which chain is that?
0: Well, I didn't name it because I didn't want to sound like I was like <coughs> advertising for them. But since you asked, yeah, it's Kroger.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: The company which operates five major grocery chains across the country accounts for 60% of plastic bag use nationwide, or 123 million pounds of plastic a year. Good for them. Yeah.
1: No, that's good. I I don't know. I think it's important to name who's doing it.
0: Put pressure on everybody else.
1: Yeah. Again, we got to get that crow guilt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're actually going to remember the headline story for for this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the chain says this is in response f- uh, from customer demand to take more responsibility for their share of the big ocean mess. Good. Yeah, that is good because manufacturing uh, plastics make up for way more than consumer use. And on that note, secondly, the thing that is responsible for 46% of all ocean plastic is finally being addressed. Fishing net abandonment. I had no idea this was a thing. Huh. Uh, yeah. The UN is working out a resolution to tag all fishing nets so they can be traced back to whatever ship or company was using it. Repeat offenders could be prosecuted. Seventy percent of sea animal entanglements involve abandoned fishing nets, so taking action to prevent it will be incredibly helpful for marine life.
1: So they just they just cut nets loose and leave I,
0: I assume if there's like any hole in them rather than like bring it back up on the ship to go dispose of it later they just throw it in the ocean there's a lot of people just throw their trash in the ocean well, yeah when on a boat, that's
1: true which Jeez. is messed
0: up um because there are things that live in there yeah so yeah this, this would make those companies, fishing companies responsible for what they do with that waste yeah um hopefully it works Uh, And finally, news that affects everyone, at least everyone listening to this podcast probably, the European Union is pushing to standardize cell phone chargers.
1: What? We've already standardized cell phone chargers. No,
0: iPhone chargers are different.
1: Well, yeah, they're the only one. They're always different. Yeah, the EU's going to have
0: changed that.
1: I was going to say everybody else uh, jumped in and was standard.
0: Yeah. Well, the EU has been trying to push manufacturers into doing this on their own for a while now, but since no change is even in sight, legislation is instead going to do the trick. An impact study is currently being done to see how best to force the issue, but one thing is already known and clear, 51,000 tons of electric waste comes from older incompatible chargers. So something does have to be done.
1: I guess <clears throat> I guess it's not just so the part I know that's standardized uh, across basically everybody except iPhones is the USB port. Yeah. And, um, but I guess, yeah, different sort of technically, I guess different cell phones. You like, you can use anybody's charger. Mm-hmm. And that's what this really so- Are you sure this article is not dated?
0: It's not because, and here's the thing. Um, they said that the reason why they're finally doing this is that in 2008, Uh, All the major companies, Samsung, Apple, all of those guys, they signed a resolution promising to come up with a solution to uh, standardize to one charger type by 2012. And then 2012 came along, and not only did nothing happen, but they all signed their own counter-resolutions that <clears throat> went against what they originally signed. Pretty much saying, yeah, we're not going to do anything, we just wanted to look good. So the EU is now like, okay, we're going to make it so that you have to standardize if you're going to do business in I, the European Union.
1: I'm really confused, because again, other than other than the difference between Apple and Android, like they're all the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, they are standardized. And the only difference I can say is some of the actual part, like, the actual um, charger that plugs into the wall, not the cable, Mm -hmm. some of them have different amp ratings, but that just really determines how quickly and efficiently it charges the battery. So if you have a phone that needs, like, a 5.7 amp charger, and you hook it into a 4-amp charger. Mm-hmm. It's going to charge slower and probably over the long run. That's not great for that phone. Yeah. Um, and I said amp. It's probably milliamp or whatever. But, what you know, whatever. I don't have one in front of me to look at. But the point is, I, I get it. I get that it's it's annoying and sucks like when your charger burns out and you buy a universal charger and it kind of actually kills the life of your phone battery over the long run. And But it's not like they're unusable. I can take anybody's Android for, Android charger and in a pinch charge my phone. Yeah. So that's universal in my opinion. So I don't really understand. This really sounds like an article from five or even ten years it ago. It was
0: from last week.
1: That's so weird. Unless things are just that different in Europe. They
0: might just be that different in Europe, I'm not sure. But the fact the fact that my coworkers and you know, everybody who has a hospital phone has an iPhone that they ask do you have specifically an iPhone charger, and I say I have an Android charger and they're like, Well that I can't do anything with that.
1: Well yeah, I mean that's so ridiculous. That, well that's that's fifty percent of the market. Yeah. So that's two. You gotta remember back in like nineteen ninety nine through two thousand four We had like eight different charging. Yeah, we did. So I'm not complaining about two. Like, now, if you have an older iPhone, there was a jump within iPhone between the wide, uh, old school, like, iPod plug to the new lightning ports. Yeah. But again, that's all within iPhone, in which case, like, screw those guys, I don't care like you you made your bed so sleep in it whereas when you buy an android phone it doesn't matter what manufacturer you know htc samsung verizon or not verizon um who makes phones motorola yeah uh hell i think you. i don't know if Kiyosara still makes phones sony emerson i'm sure they still maybe that's what it is maybe they don't make maybe so, sony sony ericsson Sony Ericsson is only in Europe still, and maybe they don't use the same chargers i I have no idea that just sounds really weird to me like good on Europe <laughs> uh, that's good on the EU. i mean, I, mean, I I'm always appreciate when I do appreciate when the government steps in and says, "Look, let's standardize things just because of especially in tech and computer worlds because it's like
0: when it comes to wastefulness this is this is one that needs to be addressed yeah right um <laughs> I'll, I'll try to follow up with that and see yeah. and see if there's something that we don't know about like in the European side of things that maybe we don't... In America, yeah. don't I mean,
1: about. there could also be... I know, same thing in like Japan. I know Japan has a lot of different cell phones and manufacturers that we don't see. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe Europe's the same way. Maybe that's why this is an issue. Like in America, we don't have a ton of choices. I mean, we have enough choices, I think, when it comes to cell phones. Yeah. But I feel like it's like... They all pretty much use the same thing for the most part yeah so yeah
0: speaking of technology we're gonna head over now to study hall this is where i talk about all the science uh the technology everything that's happening on that side of the world that you should probably hear about and starting off with uh, a scientific study we recently passed the 10 year anniversary of the U.S. banning lead paint and other known hazards in children's products.
1: Yay.
0: Uh, this Wait, act.
1: 10 year anniversary? 10 year anniversary. That's it.
0: Well, we, we put. <laughs> It, okay, let me explain. This act created real consequences for putting these hazardous items out and not following third-party safety testing regulations. Oh, okay. In other words, it was sort of, like, expected that companies wouldn't do this, but we had so many recalls every single year that they decided to give actual consequences for doing this.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, so how... Yeah, I guess
1: it was about ten years ago that all, like, the lead paint from Chinese toys... That, that, that like, whole
0: scare happened. Yeah. happened,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: it was 2008. Uh so how have the numbers stacked up well when the act first passed 100 toys with lead paint had been recalled off store shelves and this last year there was only one
1: and by 100 toys you mean like models
0: yeah Yeah. different individual products
1: not 100 individual toys 100 individual lines of toys yes that's that's important to differentiate
0: this year is only one that's good Infant crib death attributable to the crib's integrity has also dropped from thirty-two percent to ten percent. So there, there were materials being used in the creation of these cribs that were hazardous to infants, which is That's horrifying. Right. That's
1: even wait, ten percent what of units sold killed crib?
0: No, ten percent, ten percent of crib death. Infant crib death can be attributable to the integrity.
1: Oh, of the okay. Crib. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: That just really yeah, okay. I know. No, the way I mean, the way that red made me think like so I still have a 1 in 10 chance of my infant dying due to crib integrity. No, okay. You no. mean 10% of
0: crib crib related infant deaths. Okay. Yeah.
1: Were caused by integrity. That's a huge
0: drop. Obviously, any number is horrible, but that, yeah, that's a huge drop.
1: No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well that also makes more sense because
0: Yeah. Uh and the act also requires what?
1: No, just go on. It's fine.
0: The act also requires registration cards be made available in all nursery items sold so as to quickly alert parents if the item is recalled for a safety hazard.
1: Oh, that's good. That
0: is very good. So, so hey, if you are going to have a baby or you have a baby and you buy something and there's that registration card, maybe maybe actually fill it out. Don't just throw it away. Because then they have to alert you if there's something wrong with the item you bought. Yeah. And in this episode's CRISPR update. <laughs> scientists have reprogrammed cancer cells to attack and destroy other can- other cancer cells and then destroy themselves. <laughs> The CRISPR-edited cells rove around and secrete a special protein that triggers the death switch in tumor cells. Then, after a predetermined amount of time, a kill switch is triggered in the original cell to destroy itself before it, too, becomes a tumor. Huh. That is so cool. Yeah. This isn't the first study to successfully use cancer to fight cancer, but it is the first one to use CRISPR and be that much more direct. Uh, Now, for wider use, there are foreseeable issues, such as the patient's body rejecting the reprogrammed cells, and therefore the time and resources needed to reprogram the patient's cells, but the methodology could break ground for even more focused and affordable cancer treatments. Cool. Yeah. It seems like we're getting closer and closer every day, and it's really exciting.
1: Instead of just destroying people's immune systems. Yeah.
0: It's kind of said that's still the best we got, but, you know, if it is the best we got and it works, at least it works. And moving on from that kind of depressing ending <laughs> there, we're going to go to the local fluff. This is the nice stuff. This is where I talk about celebrity news and animal news and local news and all the cute stuff that just makes you happy. And to start us off, the millennial and Gen X impact on the job market scene is starting to be felt. Tattoos no longer pose the same threat to your career as they once did. of all American adults have at least one tattoo, and when we break it down to the millennial generation, that number rises to 40%. Oh, wow. That means hiring managers who discriminate against tattooed individuals could be limiting themselves to a less qualified candidate pool. A study that surveyed individuals from all 50 states in America found that those with tattoos were just as likely to be successful, if not more so, than their non-tattooed peers.
1: Go figure.
0: Yeah. At the times they are a it's about time.
1: Yeah. Are you okay? Yep. Just, just drop, drop the thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gotta have a thing to fidget with. Yeah.
0: In celebrity news that may be a surprise <coughs> to some, but not to anyone who pays attention to their lyrics, Pearl Jam recently held a charity concert to raise funds to end homelessness in Seattle. Uh, the city has the... Do,
1: do their lyrics specifically?
0: The song Even Flow is about a homeless man struggling in to survive. Seattle. Well, it's about homelessness in general.
1: In Seattle.
0: <laughs> Pearl Jam is very socially aware, and people like to make fun of the lead singers mumbling, but if you actually know what the lyrics were, it's, it's pretty... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the city has the third largest homeless population in the country and local businesses are rallying around the native band by creating items to go with the two day concert series such as cupcakes and t-shirts and proceeds from these items uh, are being donated to homeless relief so he's ralli- he has rallied his home city to come in for this two day event
1: Cool. and
0: they raised 11 million dollars whoa yeah, so that's wonderful. I love Pearl Jam. I'm a 90s kid. I like my grunge rock, and I'm so happy to see that they are not only still relevant, but they're doing good things out there.
1: Yeah, that's
0: good. Oh, and if I didn't have enough stories about curbing wastefulness, Lego is stepping up. Ha ha. Stepping Lego? Okay.
1: They're bricks. I don't...
0: No, you step on Legos and it hurts.
1: Oh. Okay. That
0: wasn't a good joke. I'm sorry. You had
1: to walk a long way for that one. Shh. Oh my
0: god. Lego is stepping up and recreating their bricks with a more sustainable material. The new version of Lego can be seen in a demo pack of green plant shaped bricks made of sugarcane. The Plants from Plants, set number 40320, will be included free of charge for all purchases over $40 from the official Lego online store. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. These dates have passed. <laughs> well, they were available free of charge, but you can still buy it. Uh, it's really cute. Yeah, it's a bunch of little plant, green plants made of sugarcane. Uh, Lego hopes to make all of their sets out of this material by 2030. Huh. so look that up Lego sugarcane sets they're plants for plants and our top story from plants yeah
1: from plants
0: from plants for plants
1: not people
0: <laughs> also people anything that's for plants is also for us and
1: except carbon dioxide
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make this a positive story no matter what you try to do. and our top story this week in a French theme park a new task force has been trained and deployed to pick up and dispose of litter have fun doing it and passively shame people from littering in the first place the force is made up of six well-trained crows who pick up paper cigarette butts and other small bits of litter and place them in special bins that give a treat in return the birds and their bins are very publicly visible to the park goers who can watch the birds working very hard to accomplish a task they themselves can do with almost no effort so the idea is to be like oh look at the bird doing that oh that bird's working really hard to do that i feel bad now i'm just gonna throw it out myself
1: i wish the birds had like little speakers on them that said what is wrong with you this
0: is your fault it's
1: terrible you're you did this
0: that's so bad i mean I don't know how French society is, the French culture, but, like, is, is public shaming a- a- effective? I feel like public in America, shaming is
1: effective everywhere. I feel
0: like in America, we would just point and go, look at the crow doing the thing. Anyway, let's go to the roller coaster.
1: Well, you have to be publicly shamed by, like, another human.
0: I feel like in America, we would litter just to watch the crow do something. I feel like any <laughs> anywhere they we would do that.
1: Yeah, once but until once the novelty wore off.
0: Then you would be like, "Oh wait, I'm doing a really No, in America thing.
1: we'd be like capitalism. Look, we've employed those crows. Now they're productive <gasps> members of society." This is
0: a good news podcast, Ben. It's
1: the same way like how certain friends wouldn't put the books back at Barnes and Noble because they'd be like, "Look, we need to Wow. Give, we need to give these people something to do."
0: That friend is not listening to this podcast, yeah, but no. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: that was it really was an stupid. annoying argument to me.
0: Yeah, it was stupid and pointless.
1: And Which it's-, it's like, that only applies to libraries. In libraries, you don't put the books back, you put them in a bin because yes, the librarians reason. need to uh, record books that were grabbed off the shelf, not just checked out. Mm-hmm. So that actually has purpose. But in a Barnes & Noble where there's 20 of the
0: same book, <coughs> you nowhere know to put it right. back. Right. Also, we were dumb teenagers and we shouldn't have been reading books we didn't pay for anyway. But No, that's
1: not true. You're totally allowed to do that in Barnes and Noble probably. Oh, we we're going to
0: get some some We some paid for emails. we
1: paid for the Starbucks.
0: We did. And pay also for the Starbucks. I
1: would I would usually buy at least one book or magazine like every third visit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In his defense, we went a lot when we were teenagers. Yeah, we were
1: there like twice a week.
0: Yeah, we were there all the time. Yeah. It was the only cool place to hang out in Virginia And the
1: Starbucks at a Barnes & Noble are run by Barnes & Noble, so if you're worried about patronizing Barnes & Noble, you are when Mm -hmm. you buy their Starbucks, so Mm -hmm. it's fine. Yeah. I'm technically a customer. Yeah. There you go.
0: Okay. That was a weird tangent. something
1: about crows?
0: Yeah. The crows are trying to shame (laughs) you into stopping the littering, so don't litter.
1: Good. Do it for the crows.
0: (laughs) All right. That's it for the regular news. And now let's go to the old news. The really, 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 really old news. Oh, right. This is the Vintage Report. Oh, right.
1: This is a thing we do now.
0: <laughs> I do now.
1: <laughs> I do this.
0: Uh, this is the Vintage Report. Uh, this is where I pick out at random a very old newspaper and I go through and say, huh. People were really weird back then, weren't they? But also completely the same. Uh, And this week's paper is the Big Spring Daily Herald from Texas, 1936. And let me say, it is a relief to not have advertisements for draperies and patent medicine taking up the front page for once. Instead, our front page story is about two Australian men who were lost while exploring the Antarctic and they are now arriving home safe after being found long after search, search efforts gave up. Huh. Yeah. That is fantastic. Um, the state of Texas wants to start collecting historical, quote, relics, and they're willing to pay people to get them. But here's the twist of it that I sort of appreciate for the night. is that 19- what
1: the Nazis started doing? Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. When I hear the word relic, it makes me think, like mystical artifact and i'm trying to start no like, a they're zombie trying to army. preserve
0: texas history
1: what history
0: <laughs> I'm we mad. all
1: remember the alamo i'm mad
0: because this is not the last time that we're gonna mention nazis in this section and this is a good news podcast and i'm so sorry <laughs> can i can i finish now okay
1: does it involve indiana jones no
0: Something that I appreciate for the 1930s, they're offering reward money for information as to the location of a relic, not the item itself. So people will be less likely to outright steal those items, move them around irresponsibly, or disrespect the current owner. Huh. So they said that, like one one example was one man uh, had an old banker's note from, like, the 1800s, which in the 1930s is historical. So that's what they meant. They wanted to start documenting Texas history. And I just appreciated the way they went about it. Uh, There's a story on the introduction of a new traffic ordinance and how state officials are going to local car clubs to explain the new rules to the people, which I found charming. But the article says they're going to great lengths to not be seen as autocratic and they're hoping drivers will just exercise decency and understand why the rule has been put in place. And that rule that is wringing hands over fears of autocracy is, please don't park overnight in front of other people's businesses because we really need to clean the streets. <laughs> we, ha- we have to do this very delicately is explain to the to auto drivers why they need to stop doing this thing. Huh. Yeah the 1930s am i right uh there's also a special automobile day being held at a local church where men from all parts of the auto trade will visit and show how cars are part of a booming new career of the future (laughs) isn't that cool
1: fixing cars yeah
0: i've always wondered
1: like how
0: did drivers ed work when cars first came out
1: um i know
0: the salesperson taught you how to drive
1: oh yeah i guess that is true yeah. i didn't think about that i saw
0: that in a documentary once it was a really quick like throwaway scene but they were like yeah the the salesperson would uh teach you how to drive It's so easy your wife can
1: do it <laughs>
0: yeah okay yeah no, so here it is and now for a good news headline that is not so good Man, news and red- i want
1: a really good mm. documentary on the history of the automobile but from like that standpoint like the societal impacts not the technical um, history.
0: I mean, remember when we watched that history channel documentary America? Yeah. Yeah. They they went over like I'm how sure. how the invention like of cars
1: ou- I want like three hours. Just of on it. cars. Yeah. And the societal impacts mostly.
0: Don't Don't tempt me into this research project I have two (laughs) courses I have to pay attention to this semester next
1: summer (laughs) next
0: summer I am actually not taking any courses next summer so like maybe maybe I'll do that remind me you can
1: start a Ken Burns style documentary
0: Mm. Ken (laughs) Sarah presents the history of the automobile like
1: but like just the societal part but just the
0: societal implications we don't really
1: care about like when you know everybody stopped Using diesel and started using
0: this is about lead. how we implemented laws and, and how the manufacturing I mean, I guess
1: eventually we'll talk about leaded fuel versus unleaded fuel, that's pretty important, it's from pretty a, important from a, a socio economic and, and, and environmental standpoint.
0: <laughs> okay, and- what's
1: a crankshaft? I don't know, that's not what this is about. <laughs>
0: I shouldn't have gotten on about cars. Of course, Ben was going to derail. We're doing a lot of derailing. Okay. And now for a good news headline that is not so good news in retrospect from the 30s. Former ambassador to Germany sees no immediate conflict in Europe. But seriously, this idiot ambassador is so sure that the English hate France, sympathize with Germany, and have such a destabilized government that they wouldn't dare go to war with Hitler, so probably it's fine. <laughs> he gets close, though, because he asks what Hitler's motives even are, and he says maybe their economic situation is worse than we thought it was, and the universal remedy for a dictator is a foreign war, which I was like, yeah, 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 but then he's just like, eh, it doesn't matter to us anyway, who cares? Like, oh across my god, the you idiots. You idiots.
1: I mean, literally the only reason we got involved, period, is because of the Japan, war came
0: yes. to us. Yes. Like, it's because Japan decided to attack us. Yes. And then we were like, Oh, I guess this is our problem now. But like it's it's very funny. I was always hoping to see these sorts of things in these old vintage newspapers is somebody who was like, think about the time that you were the most wrong about anything. This guy was more wrong than you. (laughs) Okay. On page two, we finally get some ads for fancy goods, including fancy tuna for 18 cents.
1: Fancy tuna?
0: Yeah. Fancy anchovy paste for 20 cents. (laughs) And fancy peeled ripe whole apricots for 16 cents. Only the fancy stuff at Fancy Mart. Uh, Make sure to drop into their deli every day for specials on Cottage Peas.
1: Cottage Peas?
0: English... Wait,
1: what is Cottage Peas? I don't know. Or or is it just like a name of peas?
0: Let's find out.
1: Google's going to say, did you mean Cottage Cheese?
0: Yeah, actually it says, (laughs) here's a recipe for peas and cottage cheese curry, which, oh.
1: Oh, it's curry though. Yeah, it's Probably
0: curry, fine. but pea, I hate peas.
1: Right.
0: Uh, yeah, Google doesn't know what cottage peas are. It
1: must be a brand. Must
0: be, okay. Uh, with specials on cottage peas, English peas salad, and pineapple whip. Is what that, is
1: pineapple whip? Is it like
0: Dole Whip? Is this the original What's Dole Whip? I don't think they had whip. soft serve in the 30s.
1: It might have. If you Google pineapple whip, it's just going to give you Dole Whip. You have to look up like 1930s pineapple whip.
0: I'm doing that. Yeah, it must include the 1930s. Thank you. (laughs) No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What? Del Monte is owned by Kraft, so I saw Miracle Whip and pineapple juice in the same sentence. That's not what it is
1: oh wait what's wrong with that which one's miracle whip that's butter isn't it it's
0: mayonnaise that's,
1: oh miracle whip is mayonnaise that's acid with mayonnaise okay that okay sounds, oh, it looks God. like
0: pineapple whip is like gelatin and pineapple juice which oh, isn't terrible okay it's not miracle whip okay
1: <laughs> um use my mayonnaise flavor my pineapple flavored mayonnaise
0: there's also an With ad.
1: A side of peas.
0: I'm gonna move on. This is so gross. There's also an ad for a grocery <laughs> store selling items for like three and a half cents.
1: What? Yeah. Did we used to have a half a cent in America? I don't think we
0: did. So I'm wondering, like, they rounded up. If yeah, yeah, they must have rounded it up or something. If you only bought an odd number, tried to cheat the system. So that's... Yeah, because it it wasn't just one item. There were several items that were like 12 and a half cents. I was like, what are you getting at?
1: Maybe when tax is applied to it, it ends up working out.
0: This is why we got to be like Europe. Their price tags include tax in it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Back to Europe.
0: Uh, We also do finally get our first patent medicine advertisement on page three. That asks if you're feeling sluggish. And if so, it offers their chewing gum laxative solution
1: uh (laughs) clear out those pipes
0: there's a lot of laxative ads in this paper and so i have to wonder what's going on in texas
1: (laughs) um all they eat is meat
0: yeah full Uh, fragrance fine flavor
1: (laughs) it's all that armadillo meat
0: oh my god
1: i don't know if the armadillo had made it to texas by the 1930s i think so maybe i forget when they when they really blew up
0: full fragrance fine flavor Real body have made Mint Springs the value leader in the limited budget whiskey market. I like that. I like that. that Instead of saying cheap whiskey, it's (laughs) limited budget whiskey. Thanks. (laughs)
1: Thanks. We should probably wrap this one up, huh?
0: (laughs) I'm trying to. Uh, there's a public records of who in town just bought a new car and what kind of car it was. It's in the newspaper. (laughs) It's, yeah.
1: Gonna steal that one? Seriously. Gonna steal that one?
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a call for Congress to support the Disney bill, which I thought would be way more interesting than it actually was. It's just curbing imports of sheep oil.
1: Oh. What's that have to do with Disney?
0: I don't know. It didn't say. Huh um
1: maybe disney used to be a more popular name back then
0: maybe uh wpa administrator harry hopkins today defended his organization against charges of political domination and the assertion that he is quote too damned dumb to know what is going on i just appreciated that uh, there's an entire article about a four-year-old girl's birthday party written like she was a twenty-year-old influential public woman, <laughs> including a long list of every single person who bought who brought her a present, both mailed and in person. Okay. So that was freaking weird. Uh, so there's a small article about how the city jail has to stay locked now, not because anyone tried <laughs> to escape, but because homeless guys kept trying to walk in and sleep there. So they started locking it, but that became inconvenient, so the city just lets them sleep there now.
1: Did- What? What? You The jail used to just be unlocked?
0: It even says specifically in the article, not because anyone tried to escape. Nobody tried to escape. They were trying to keep homeless people out.
1: What? <sighs> Man, it was simpler times. When parents talk about, like, you could leave your doors unlocked-
0: I mean, there's got to be more to it than that, right? Nope. Okay.
1: It's just, you could just leave your doors unlocked. Because you're lazy.
0: Yeah, I guess. Uh, And we are right in the opening throes of terrible American recipe time, as we have ourselves a delicious recipe for raisin cream pie. It is exactly what it sounds like it it is.
1: It's pretty okay.
0: No. I don't want to eat raisins and pie.
1: Why? No. You eat raisins and cookies.
0: Yeah, that's fine. But, like, a cream pie with raisins in it? That texture combo sounds awful.
1: Sounds fine.
0: No, it does not.
1: Just make it and prove me wrong.
0: I'm not going to make raisin pie.
1: I just want you to make pie.
0: I'd rather make the orange chiffon pie recipe that was in there. That actually looked good.
1: Yeah, that sounds fine, too. Thank you. What is a chiffon?
0: It's, like, light and feathery. Like a a lemon... Like a
1: meringue? Like a meringue, yes, but it's
0: orange. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, meanwhile why why isn't orange meringue pie like a thing or is it just called orange chiffon pie
0: i think it's just called orange or orange orange cream pie or something
1: well cream and a meringue are very different yeah
0: um and american airlines is hiring 15 more girls for stewardess positions i had no idea commercial airlines were already a thing at this point Oh yeah. And by the way, all candidates for the position must be registered nurses. Really? Yes.
1: That's incredible. I had no idea stewardesses had to be RNs.
0: Worse, less than twenty-seven years old, less than five foot four, and weigh less than one hundred and eighteen pounds.
1: Look, that's just because you have to really account for how much fuel you're going to burn on the plane. But...
0: I. That's honestly what my thought was <laughs> in those times. Yes. I can see.
1: Actually, honestly, the height may also be because of um,
0: height restrictions on the, the plane.
1: The height of the of the cabin, walking back, and you need to be able to walk back and forth upright and in heels, probably. Yeah. So yeah, it's still a bit sexist, but yeah. it, it, it's it's oh well, you could be five foot eight if we weren't making you wear three inch heels. Yeah, <laughs> no, they probably only work like one or
0: two. I I, heels. I don't know, but yeah, like I can. I can almost see the justification here with early commercial airlines. You need yeah. to control for weight, but good Lord, those are... S- oh, oh, yeah. And you also better be pretty, have a booming personality, be smart, and be able to handle people of all kinds.
1: Yeah, that's just to uh, weed out the riffraff from applying. Oh,
0: oh, oh. The pretty <laughs> registered nurse riffraff from the, the, the good pretty registered nurses with good social skills. Uh, there's an ad for Kellogg's All Brand Cereal for all of your internal exercise needs. Again, what is happening in Texas? My
1: internal exercises? Yes,
0: that's what it said. Your internal exercises by eating bran flakes. Studies on normal men and women show this delicious cereal is perfectly satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. If you're Sorry. normal, you you will believe this cereal meets the baseline for acceptable.
1: If you're abnormal, we got nothing for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a comic that has a bunch of rich people engaging in really terrible conversations saying dumb things and the caption is the people who insist that bridge players take refuge in the game because they are unable to converse intelligently in other words at least as far back as the 1930s people have been snarky about other people enjoying games instead of just talking at parties Uh. yeah I thought that was funny Oh, yeah, and, and one advertisement that I very much loved was just a photo of a woman on the telephone, and she's saying, please send me 10 cents worth of electricity.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Uh, it, it's an ad for uh, helping people better understand how much electricity is used to better their lives and how you can't just order it like you order groceries or milk or clothes from a department store. Oh. You need it constantly. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense to us now, because everything we own runs on electricity. Right. But back then, it was like, you had maybe a vacuum cleaner and a fridge, maybe if you were well off. So, like, please send me ten cents worth of electricity. It's funny, because they say that, and then they also go on to say, like, one cent's worth of electricity will uh, be enough to make ten pots of coffee. And it's like, I only need ten cents worth of electricity. <laughs> Okay, and now we're going to end it the way we always end it with our t- cat purring against the microphone with our Damien the Pigeon update. Wolfie says, Good news, Damien went to the pet store and an Antique Mall last week. At the pet store, he received something he hates, sparkly claw caps. But at the Antique Store, he received something he loves, the awe and confusion of strangers. He was also very well behaved on his leash for the whole outing good job damien Damian. Leads,
1: exci- leads a more exciting and fulfilling life than i do we
0: bought a four thousand dollar van that we're turning into a camper i think that we're I doing over, all right that i
1: overpaid on oh do you
0: really feel that way now
1: yeah now that i found all the rust holes
0: yeah i'm sorry
1: now that i found where they patched a hole with an old license plate yeah
0: that's pretty bad we can fix it. We can. No, fix- yeah, oh, we can we'll fix do, it. We'll it's do. fine. I already spent all last, all this last weekend, uh, working on it. But you know what? It's fulfilling work, and when it's all done, we're gonna have a camping van that we can take Tucker with us, yeah. and it's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, on, great.
1: on the plus side, I looked under it today, and it does look like. It's entirely possible that the reason it says it only has 80,000 miles on it is cuz the engine's actually fairly new.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
1: It's good and bad cuz it means the ba- the body might have like 300,000 miles on it for all we know. So
0: This is a good news podcast. Yeah,
1: it's fine. <laughs> this is fine news fine news with ben and sarah
0: okay news it's better than the bad stuff you're gonna find in the politics tab or on facebook right
1: right
0: and sheila's here to purr through all of it to make you feel better but yeah other than the van that we're gonna spend the rest of the year working on
1: yeah got
0: any good news honey
1: i finished the pergola finally
0: finished the pergola it's done yeah. it's wonderful i love it now we just have to fix the patio yeah, yeah, yeah and then we can have a fire pit in time for fall and we can have a backyard party with our friends it'll be great
1: well if you want a fire pit in time for f- fall we need to get started on that i know that that was the uh, maybe next fall
0: yeah winter would be nice yeah Um, And also 48 days until our trip to Disney World. And I have some plans for the podcast while we're there. Hopefully I can actually do it this time. (laughs) So that's going to be exciting. Um, Yeah, for me, I started the fall semester yesterday. (laughs) Two classes, one of which is very... It's not just heavily math. It is math. It is a math class, and I'm very terrified, but it's going to be okay. I'm going to make it through it, and I'm going to keep... Making good news episodes, and next week we're gonna have a new Get Trekked. It was supposed to fill in the interim hiatus time, but uh, my Get Trekked partner on slot six had some issues with his tech, uh, his side of the tech. So we just recorded an episode, it's gonna be up next week, and (laughs) we'll be back on schedule hopefully. Let's see. Um, so in the meantime I want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast everybody who leaves a review on iTunes thank you so much, you're wonderful thank you for sharing, thank you for commenting and liking you're great, we love you it keeps me going, it keeps me making the podcast I love it Uh, I want to thank Onslaught6 for making the theme music for good news you can search Bandcamp for Reapers to find more of their stuff Um, and I believe that's it So until next week, I'm Sarah.
1: I'm Ben. And this
0: has been the good news. Don't Don't read read the the comments. comments. I
1: almost forgot that that's what we say at the end.
0: Oh, oh baby. (laughs)